It's a sweep and one the Mariners were supposed to get. We'll break down all the action from Thursday's seven to nothing blowout win here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners postgame show brought to you by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online and have it delivered straight to you so you never have to go to a dealership again. So next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com and check out thousands of great cars. It is Thursday, September 1st, 2022, and thank you so much for making us your first listen after the game. We are free and available on all platforms with new episodes dropping every Monday through Friday. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com. For Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network, be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon over at Patreon.com forward slash Control the Zone. We post two additional podcasts on there every single week. Again, that is Patreon.com forward slash Control the Zone zone and if this is your first time joining us here on the locked on mariners podcast welcome to the show if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this and if you're watching us on youtube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up we greatly appreciate it the mariners defeat the tigers by a score of seven to nothing to secure a three game sweep in detroit today we'll be getting into logan gilbert's start how good was he and how much of this was a byproduct of a bad tigers offense if at all and matthew boy's debut and what he and taylor Trammell provide the mariners as their 27th and 28th men on the roster but first Let's just get into our overall thoughts on the game today and the series as a whole. How important was getting a sweep in Detroit, Colby? Um, pretty important because I, I think what you're looking at here is is you really want that four and two road trip. Um, you want to gain some ground uh, on the on the number, whatever it is. I think it's going to be 88. It might be 90. So you gain some ground if you go four and two. Um, actually, the way it works out is uh, the pitching matchups are going to favor you in Cleveland as well. So you're going to have a, a pretty good shot to take that series. You have to play well, obviously, but uh, by sweeping this, you kind of buy yourself a uh, a game. Essentially, you buy yourself an extra game that you can kind of not not give away, but you know, you, you pocket an extra win uh, over what was expected at least. So uh, it's, it's pretty big. Um, nice thing is they swung the bats a little bit, uh, more than five runs or more in every single game. Uh, again, today, not super home run dependent. There were, there were some home runs. Don't get me wrong. Uh, including an, an extremely impressive one by Julio. Um, but, uh, for the most part, it was, it was, uh, you know, just keeping the line moving. Sally had a big double, uh, you know, it drove into Toro or, uh, Trammell was, it was Toro. Toro had a bases loaded walk. Um, and then you had the two home runs. Uh, and yeah, so it, it's just one of those things where we saw a little bit more offense, uh, from this team and it was not as home run driven. It was still, you know, they still hit plenty of home runs. I think they hit, what was it? Five home runs in the series six. Um, so lots of home runs, Mm -hmm. but still we did see them, you know, put together some big innings without the home run, which is nice to see. Uh, so yeah, overall it was, it was a big series win. Um, you know, you always want to take two out of three, uh, particularly, you know, from bad teams on the road, uh, but mm-hmm. you get the sweep, you kind of, you kind of bank that extra win in there. Uh, and you know, for the most part you had, 
really good pitching to go with it, and the offense showed up and and uh, pretty solid defense. Uh, Adam Frazier at shortstop, eh, not 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 the best, not the best, but sure, uh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. They they got through it, and uh, yeah, it's it's nice. Now if you go into Cleveland and you lose, you know, two of three, which again, not what you want, but it's not a disaster. It's not the end of the world. Sure, it's still a four and two road trip, and you get to go home feeling pretty good about yourself. Yeah, you give yourself a buffer, and uh, you know you mentioned Frazier just a second ago, uh, having to play at shortstop the last couple of games. J.P. Crawford back in the lineup today. That's very good because, of course, they brought Mason McCoy over from Tacoma to be on the taxi squad in case Crawford was going to be out for a bit more time. So good to see that Crawford was back. Didn't get a ton of action at shortstop today. Uh, didn't really have a notable day at the plate either, but uh, good to see J.P.'s back in action. And uh, Abraham Toro had a really nice play. Uh, at second base uh, today on uh, during uh, Matthew Boyd's appearance. We'll be talking about Boyd's appearance later on in the show, uh, which was a really cool moment. Uh, this was a uh, fun game. And, you know, like you mentioned, uh, the Mariners were able to tack on runs uh, later on in the game. They were able to extend their leads. Uh, that was very important last night. Uh, in particular, when they added that run of insurance in the top of the ninth, because Paul Sewell didn't have his best stuff. Of course, he didn't end up giving up a run, but you know, you feel a little bit better in that situation with a five-three lead than a four-three lead. And then we saw again today they were able to, you know, of course they didn't really need the insurance, but they were able to add another run in the ninth inning uh, before you know they they put the Tigers away. So uh, good to see that the Mariners are not just getting a big inning and then that's about it from them in this series. Uh, they were able to pretty much consistently score throughout this series, and that's what you want to see. And that's especially what you want to see against a subpart pitching staff like Detroit's. Now, you know, of course, you know, Detroit through Eduardo Rodriguez and Matt Manning, those guys are certainly talented, but you want to be able to take advantage of that, and you want to be able to take advantage of, of their bullpen as well, and the Mariners did that and then some in the series. Yeah, it's kind of funny that Tyler uh, Tyler Alexander is the guy that you struggled against. Um because he is, you know, by far the, the worst of the three, and and it's still a good example of what this offense ultimately is, which is not very good. Uh, because you know, good offense sh- shouldn't struggle against Alexander um, or pitchers like him as much as the Mariners do. But again, it it is nice to see, like, hey, we have this. It's a club in our bag. We can get to it occasionally. Um, you know, unfortunately for the Mariners, when they get to the playoffs, which is when, not if, uh, at this stage. Um, they're going to see really good pitching. And so you're, you're going to hit fewer home runs too. So it'd be really cool if in September, they can kind of continue to build on this, this offense where it's not so home run dependent. Uh, they got Taylor Trammell back today. That should help. I imagine he's going to play quite a bit. Uh, Sam Haggerty's back in the lineup after missing four or five days. Um, Jesse Winker sitting against lefties on back-to-back days. I think that might be something you see for the rest of the month here. So, uh, you know, Winker facing going to face plenty of righties here coming up, but, you know, I think it's kind of weird though, probably, right? Because like he's had success against lefties, even more so the righties right. this year. <laughs> right. I, I just think that's more about you know getting Haggerty at bats, who's really good against lefties. Um, sure. I think it's about uh, you know just trying to maximize your matchups and just trying to to find some some flow heading into uh, you know the stretch run here. So uh, I, I would expect Winker still get some at bats against lefties, but for the most part, it seems like Haggerty is going to be the the left fielder against righties. And then my guess is, is or against left uh, lefties, and then my guess is against righties, uh, Winker will primarily DH, and Taylor Trammell will play left field. 
All right, so Logan Gilbert, was he good? Was it just a byproduct of a bad Tigers offense? Was it both? We'll talk about that in just a moment. But real quick, a message from the NHTSA. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is, your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If, you, if you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners post-game show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the game. Let's get into Logan Gilbert, who goes six strong innings, nine strikeouts, just one walk, just two hits allowed. But Colby, was he just was he really good, or was this just you know the the Tigers are are really bad because you know Gilbert has Gilbert has been kind of struggling as of late, right? You know we haven't seen too many good starts out of him uh, over the last couple months. Uh, so is this just kind of? Uh, I don't know, an illusion created by a bad Tigers offense, or did we actually see some good stuff out of Logan Gilbert today? It's probably a little bit of both. Um, we saw the fastball, you know, 99 pretty early on, um, and we saw the fastball at the upper part of the zone. Now, there were a few pitches he made that he got away with, with the fastball in particular, a couple pitches that were meant to be top shelf and they were more middle, uh, and those are pitches you might not get away with against, you know, teams like Houston or, or New York. Um, but for the most part, he really hammered that, that upper line with the, with the fastball. It's kind of an old school Logan Gilbert. It was fast. It was almost, it was 20, 65% fastball, 26% slider, 7% other. And one of the other was apparently the first sinker Logan Gilbert's ever thrown, uh, which I think we can just chalk that up to a mislabeled pitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, if Gilbert wants to start throwing the two steamer, like everybody else on the Mariner staff, fine. Like it might help, but, um, yeah, you know, he, Got 32 swings on the fastball, actually got 10 whiffs. Um, he also got eight called strikes on it. So 33% called strike uh, whiff rate on the on the fastball is pretty good. Uh, 36% uh, on the slider, which is helpful. Uh, the nice thing about the slider uh, is that he threw, uh, he threw 26 of them. He got six whiffs on 10 swings. Uh, he also threw two in the strike zone for called strikes. And there were three fouled off. So... On the uh, 10 swings, only one slider was put in play, and that that's really good. So uh, it was, again, fastball slider heavy. Uh, did throw a knuckle curve, actually got a strikeout on a, on one, on a curveball, so that's that's nice to see. Um, but, yeah, it was just fastball slider. It just looked like Detroit was never going to be able to catch up to the to the fastball. And so Gilbert and Casale uh, just rode it uh, to the finish line. Easily could have gone seven. He was pretty much cruising at that point. But, again, the Mariners trying to protect Gilbert. Um, and make sure he's ready for a potential playoff run. Uh, so they take him out um, when he, he probably had one more left. But, yeah, it was 84 pitches. I think it was like 60 strikes. It was a lot of strikes that he threw. Okay. Uh, again, only the one walk, just two hard hit balls. Uh, Gilbert was, was – it was probably the best he's looked since May, I would say. Um, yeah. But part of that, again, it, you do have to factor in that it is Detroit, the worst offense in Major League Baseball. Um, that's not Gilbert's fault. That's just who he happened to face. Yeah. But, you know, let's see how he does against, I think his next start is against the Padres uh, or the Braves. Let's see how he does. Um, and then we'll mm -hmm. we'll kind of make a determination from there. But, you know, we saw Gilbert struggle last August and then pitch very well in September. 
mm-hmm. so far, hopefully history repeats itself because the Mariners, the Mariners could have Logan Gilbert look like this for the rest of the year. They start to become very dangerous in, in five and seven game series as well. Yeah, he looked very comfortable on the mound today, found mm-hmm. his groove. And of course, you're going to naturally gain a confidence from facing a lineup like this. So, you know, and. <laughs> Uh, like they point, pointed out on the broadcast, wasn't really using the changeup today. It was just fastball, 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 as you mentioned here with the fastball. Uh, because, you know, Tigers offense, that's the worst offense in baseball, and they just weren't able to compete with it, really. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of, uh, <laughs> in a way, I mean, like, I, you know, I'm not trying to disrespect the Detroit Tigers here, but I'm going to dis- disrespect the Detroit Tigers here and say that you're basically pitching on easy mode against these guys. And so that's kind of what, what Logan Gilbert looked like today. Uh, I'm glad that they didn't push it with him. No reason to. Uh, and I thought it was a good opportunity to get, you know, Matt Brash some action, uh, Matthew Boyd some action, Pim Murphy some action, uh, and just kind of cruise into, into tomorrow. Yeah, by the way, Matt Brash with his stuff against this Tigers lineup is just unfair. It's not oh, fair. Yeah. Um, this team, they swing at everything, and and you add Matt Brash's stuff up there, and you're like, this this isn't going to go well for you guys. So um, it was it was good to see. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Gilbert, I would say, was he was good. I, I hesitate to say that he's, like, back or anything until we actually see uh, – you know, we, we see him do it against a, a good lineup, but yeah, 84 pitches, 57 strikes uh, from Gilbert today. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty good ratio. Yeah. I would love to see that kind of efficiency uh, over the course of the next month. That'd be huge. I mean, if they can add a good Logan Gilbert here, uh, if they can get him back on track over the next month and head into the postseason with a good Logan Gilbert, a legit viable, you know, number two, number three, Logan Gilbert. I mean, that's, that's a huge boon for you. Uh, so, Real quick before we uh, we talk about Matthew Boyd, I want to ask you about Sam Haggerty and uh, that play. <laughs> <laughs> that play. <laughs> what play? Sam Haggerty has to be the funniest baseball player alive right now. <laughs> that dude goes hard. This is a six nothing game at the top of the seventh against the Detroit Tigers. You have this game in hand. You can cruise, and this dude is going all out, diving into the into the uh, to the netting, going full on Spider Man, trying to make a catch in foul territory. Bounces off of the netting, and then the ball pops out at the end. I wasn't watching with the sound on at that moment. So I don't know what the official ruling on the catch or the non-catch was. I saw that they ruled it a no-catch. I don't know what the reasoning on that was. Did, did you ever figure that out? I believe the official ruling is that the net aided in his catch, which means, like, okay, he either hit the net first or he had the ball in his glove, but it, like, the net, like, touched it and, like, put, like, yeah. Gotcha. So I, gotcha. apparently the ball hit the net, essentially, is what the ruling was. So it wasn't that he dropped it at the end. It was that the ball hit the net. Therefore, it's a, it's a dead ball. So, um, yeah, it was, I don't know. I, I didn't, it was, I thought maybe it might stand because there wasn't like mm-hmm. overwhelming evidence. Um, but yeah, just watching it live, even, I was just like, that's not a catch. <laughs> like, <laughs> he fell to the ground and the ball popped out. Like, nowhere else on earth is that a catch. I didn't even realize that he that he actually caught the ball in his glove though when he first went into the net. I thought he missed it. Just dove so when I first into the seats. Yeah. So when I, when I, when I saw the ball pop out when he landed on the ground, I was like, oh my god, he actually caught that. Um, yeah. That was insane. I mean, a plus for effort. Not even an A for effort. A plus for effort because, I mean, 
again, this is a six nothing game, top of the seventh against the Detroit Tigers, and Sam Haggerty is out here doing this. He did not need to do that. That was completely unnecessary no. in that moment, and a little bit scary because I mean, you do you probably Reckless don't want to see your contributor. Yeah, you probably yeah. don't want to see your contributors doing doing that, but. I mean, I mean, it was not, really entertaining. <laughs> not to mention, he just missed some time with a a finger bruise, and he you see him grab onto that netting. I was like, ah, don't get twisted. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was. It's like he literally looked. He would have hurdled like the first two rows, and then hopefully landed in an <laughs> aisle instead of like halfway between row four and five, because that could have been really ugly. He um, definitely but, saw Stephen Kwan over the weekend. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I think you mentioned. I think he mentioned in his post game, like walk off interview or whatever that, uh, you know, he knew the net was there. So like, he felt like he was pretty safe to, to jump in there. Um, and it did kind of like bungee him back out a little bit. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that was, I mean, I think he was probably headed like to row four or five if there was no net there. Um, but honestly there was no net there. It might've been a catch. So I just, if he makes that catch, is that the best catch in Mariners history? That's one of them. By the way, what is it with Comerica Park and making Aaron Goldsmith's voice do just the craziest <laughs> thing? Did you hear him say Haggerty yeah, on that play? Yeah. I mean, he's just he's excited, man. I mean, last year but was it's that ballpark. Yeah, it's the Fraley. Now, now, now it's Haggerty. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is with Detroit, but uh, man, it, we almost had our second like Jake Fraley. Like Fraley's was big because it was extras, game winning, blah blah blah. But yeah. Like just in terms of just like impressiveness, Haggerty's was was significantly more impressive. So, um, yeah, it was it was certainly a fun moment. Scott got a laugh out of it. Um, I think Major League Baseball should have just been like, yeah, you know what? It's Detroit. They suck. It stands. We put that on the highlight <laughs> reel forever now. So, like, feels like a very short sighted decision by Major League Baseball to overturn sure. that. But what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, that definitely would be one of those plays that ends up being shown in between commercials on MLB TV, and then I get incredibly tired of it. Like I'm incredibly tired of Paul Goldschmidt's Grand Slam. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where the commentator says that he hit a Grand Slam like five times within 15 seconds. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that's that's not great baseball commentating. I don't know if anyone that's listening to this has seen that highlight, but it's uh, it's pretty funny, actually. All right, let's talk about Matthew Boyd. This was a such a cool moment for Matthew Boyd. Um, so he gets added to the roster today as uh, one of the expanded roster additions uh, the Mariners could have made. He was the last possible uh, pitcher that they could add to their roster. Uh, 14 pitchers now on the Mariners roster, and we'll talk about Taylor Schmel as well in a little bit. Uh, but he um, he gets to make his Mariners debut after being acquired from the Giants near the trade deadline. And, of course, the Mariners, his hometown team, growing up, love the Mariners. And he gets to make his Mariners debut 11 or almost a full year removed from the last time he ever pitched on a major league mound. And the first time back pitching on a major league mound is against the only major league baseball team he's ever known, the Detroit Tigers in the only home ballpark he's ever known at the major league level. And you could see that the emotions were starting to overwhelm him a little bit before he threw his first pitch. I think he was a little choked up in that moment. And that was, that was pretty cool. Um, and then he, uh, he pitched really well. He he generated three ground outs to uh to the middle infield and uh went one, two, three. 
And that was it. And big smiles and everyone's hugging him and congratulating him in the dugout. And that's so cool to see. That's so cool to see with this team. It's so cool to see how they welcome uh, a guy that they've, you know, probably just met yesterday when he showed up to Detroit, at least, you know, a few of them just met and they all, you know, just rally around him. They know what the story is. They know what his background is. And uh, that was really, really cool to see. Uh, but let's talk about, you know, what he brings to this team. We know that they're going to try to stretch him out for a uh, long relief role. How does he fit? How does he fit down the road? Um, what do you think is kind of the the ceiling for for Matthew Boyd as a Mariner the rest of the way? Yeah, um, I think the Mariners probably hope that he's Drew Pomerantz. Remember him from a few years ago? Um, was a starter, then he got traded, pushed to the bullpen, and he was very good. I think it was for San Francisco. Um mm-hmm. My, yeah, I think it was San Francisco. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think that's kind of what they're hoping, a guy who can go, you know, get you anywhere between three to eight, nine outs if needed. Uh, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, he, you know, he didn't really – he pitched multiple innings, I think, twice in Tacoma. Uh, so it's something they're clearly working on. But I think for the most part what you're looking at is – is um, boy, we know, we know Scott loves lefty-lefty, which – I don't care about, but Scott does. So fine, whatever. So there's the lefty in the pen. Um, he'll go face Jordan Alvarez instead of Andres Munoz for some unknown reason, but whatever, like that, that's what Scott does. That's what Scott likes to do. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the role is, you know, they're hoping he can miss some bats. Um, you know, is they're hoping he can go four plus outs, uh, and kind of just shorten that game, be the bridge. Uh, I don't think they're, they're planning on like piggybacking him with anybody. I don't, I don't see them doing that. I don't think they're, grand plan is for him to you know get a start for marco or something like that um i think it's just bullpen roll and i think it's mostly you know middle inning stuff uh you know maybe there is a, a tough lefty out there maybe it's you know matt olson this weekend or next week um and and you know you go to boyd to try and get olson out and if he does great if not then you feel okay about him facing riley or as much as you can anyway. So I think that's pretty much what it is. I don't think it's a loogie. I don't think it's a, a piggyback guy. I think it's just a guy, middle reliever. Let's try and get four or five outs out of him if we can. Um, kind of hopefully the lefty version of what they're using uh, Matt Brash as right now. Yeah, and uh, Brash obviously has been great. And uh, Boyd's looked good so far, both in Tacoma and then, of course, today. So that's really cool. Uh, and it's just really cool for him um, as, you know, a, a Mariners fan, as a kid, to join this team and help be a part of, uh, you know, their run to ending this playoff drought. I mean, the, he must be just beside himself right now. Uh, really cool stuff for Matthew Boyd. All right, so um, Taylor Chamel was the other addition today. So no surprises from the Mariners, uh, thankfully. <laughs> I was uh, really hoping that this would be just straightforward. Boyd and Chamel get added, and that's what it was this morning. And Chamel even started today, started in right field, and we saw exactly why I want Taylor Chamel on the big league club right now. There was a moment, I believe it was either the second or third inning, and the, the Tigers had a runner in scoring position, um, and uh, there was a little bloop uh, fly into right, and honestly, if Mitch Haniger's in right field, that ball probably falls, and then the Tigers probably score there. Instead, Trammell makes a diving catch, and again, that's exactly why I wanted Taylor Trammell on this team. Secondly... Later on in the game, it's a blowout, 
and they take Julio out of the game, and guess who goes to center field? Taylor Jamel, because he can actually play center field. So that's another reason why I wanted Taylor Jamel on this team. Not a good day for him at the plate. Whatever. We'll see if he's actually able to contribute at the plate offensively. But the defensive value, the base running, all that, that's why I wanted Taylor Jamel on this roster, and we already saw that today. Yeah, uh, you know, Taylor... Still not really equipped to hit lefties. It's just he's probably a platoon, a strong side platoon guy anyways. Gets to start in left field or in right field uh, today against the lefty. Um, so not all that surprised he didn't perform that well at the plate. Uh, but again, like you said, you see the value defensively of, of you know, if Jesse versus Taylor against the lefty, you probably might as well just, I mean, you might as well just go Taylor if you have to pick one of those two guys because at least he's going to give you something defensively. Uh, and, you know, Taylor did draw a walk today, so he did get on base. Uh, the Mariners are about to face, you know, three straight righties, uh, this weekend. Uh, so I would imagine that we're going to see Taylor and left, uh, Winker DH, uh, for the most part. And then maybe Winker gets a game in left field. Uh, so Hanniger can, can DH, but I think for the most part, you're going to see Taylor Trammell more or less the everyday left fielder and Winker is going to transition full-time to DH. I think we're going to see a lot less of Carlos Santana, uh, which thank God for that. So uh, Santana will still get some at bats, but I mean, let's let's be honest. Carlos Santana, stop being so negative, Colby. Stop it. Yes, because my bad. I forgot Carlos Santana hit those balls really hard a few weeks ago, so he deserves to stay forever in the DH spot. Like, just whatever. Uh, you know, if you want to use Carlos Santana, he can hit lefty. He can hit lefties. So put him in. Put yeah. him in, in against lefties at DH and bench Jesse Winker. So and we saw that uh, last night against Alexander. Right. Right. And so the only the only reason that, you know, he wasn't in there today or Santana wasn't in there today is because they wanted to give Hanager a, a DH day day game after a night game. So mm-hmm. Santana will still get a few games a week. But I think for the most part, what you're going to see is you're going to see Winker is the DH primarily. Uh, you're going to see uh, Trammell in left field against lefties. You're probably going to see Haggerty in left field against righties. And then I guess against lefties, you'll probably see Santana DH and, and uh, Winker on the bench would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's uh, there's a lot of different combinations and fun stuff mm-hmm. Scott Service can do. He he has depth. He has some depth now. So and and that's fun to play he's with. He's got bodies. Like, eh, I mean, he's got if bodies. Jesse Wink, if Jesse Winker's on your bench sometimes, that that's that's depth. That's come on, give me this. One. Give me this one. Give me this one. Give me this. One. I'd say Jake Lamb is better depth, but sure. No. Um, <laughs> You're no, you rag so hard. <laughs> Well, people are wrong about Jake Lamb. I just I don't get why you won't use him. Had a base hit today, clearly better than than anybody else on the team. So, um, no, it's uh, I, I think you know, you, particularly when a lefty's on the mound and you're going to have those power righties coming out of the out of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Lamb. You're going to have Winker. You're going to have you know if you need to Santana if you really want that matchup. So, um, yeah, I feel like you know it's it's a better bench. Uh, Toro even looks better. Uh, since coming up, I know it's only three games and, and all that stuff, but Toro just, he I haven't seen any infield pop-ups that I can remember. That's good. That's a great sign for Abraham Toro. So yeah, um, yeah I just, I, I feel like, you know, and we'll see what they do with Toro because Frazier hasn't exactly run away with it. He had a pretty rough August. So uh, we'll see how they want to use Abraham Toro. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it sounds like it's going to be a few more weeks with, with more. So Toro's probably here for the rest of the year and, and we'll see how, We'll see how they decide to use everything, but yeah, obviously, you know, Toro can run off the bench. Haggerty can run off the bench if you need him to. Got some power off the bench. You got some some eye, some you know, 
batting eye off the off the bench. Um, not a ton of defensive versatility, but you know, what are you going to do? You lost Dylan Moore. That's that was kind of your guy. So, Dude, it is what it is. Second today, that was really nice from Toro. I was very Toro, impressed. With oh, Toro's yeah. got a, a hose. Like, yeah. it's it's very impressive arm. Uh, it, I mean, obviously he's a third baseman, so yeah. that makes sense. But Toro's Toro's been okay at second base. He's not bad out there. You could do a lot yeah. worse than Toro. So. We'll see. Maybe it maybe he's the second baseman against lefties and you know Frazier mm-hmm. finds the bench and then you have Frazier as a, a runner or, or a you know defensive replacement. So yeah, the Mariners they have some options. It'll be interesting to see how they try and and play things lefty righty. Are they gonna do strict platoons, blah, 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 stuff like that? Um, so we'll see what they decide to do. But yeah, they, Scott has options uh off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um he's got the he's got the nine man bullpen, which is what he always wanted, anyways. Uh, so we'll see. And hopefully that means a little less Andres Munoz. Hopefully that means a little less, yeah. uh, Paul Sewald, uh, because, you know, Munoz only had to pitch one game this series, so he should be pretty good to go for this Cleveland series. Uh, same goes for Sewald and Castillo. So, mm-hmm. uh, Mariners bullpen's in pretty good shape now. Uh, they add another arm to it. The, the bench is, is looking as good as it can. Um, and yep, yeah, they're, they're ready to roll. This is the squad. And, uh, I, I don't foresee them making any roster changes barring injury of some kind. So hopefully they can avoid it. They've been pretty lucky so far this year, but uh, I think this is the squad. I think they're going to roll with it. Let's ride. Oh, That's going to do it for our show. <laughs> Thank oh, real, you so real, much real for fast, joining us. Real fast, real oh, okay, fast. Okay, okay, okay. I just want to point out, I think it's cool that in the last week, all right, the last mm-hmm. calendar week, we've seen Jake Lamb hit a home run mm-hmm. on each row weekend, make a great play at first base, couldn't get in the lineup the next few days. Got to start Carlos Santana for some reason, whatever. Um, and then we saw Matthew Boyd make his debut. Both of these guys grew up in the Seattle area. They were Mariners fans growing up. They were fans of Ichiro. They were fans of the same players that you and I were fans of. Um, and it's just really cool to see them both. You know, for Lamb, it wasn't his Mariners debut, but gets the big home run at T-Mobile Park celebrating a franchise icon. Uh, and then you have Matthew Boyd pitching wearing a Mariners uniform against his former team uh, for the first time on a major league mound in 361 days. It's pretty awesome. It's a pretty awesome week uh, for the Mariners mm-hmm. in general. Obviously on top of that, Ichiro's celebration itself and, and Julio's extension. It's been a good week to be a Seattle Mariner. Uh, so, and it's just cool to see guys who are actually excited to be Seattle Mariners uh, kind of step up and play big roles here in the last, uh, last week or so. Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool stuff. Um, just how could you not be romantic about baseball? Mm-hmm. Seriously. All right. Well, for Colby Patnode, I'm Tidying Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen after the game. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL. NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.